0: podcasts.
1: let's keep it on offense move away from justin fields a little bit but as long as we're talking receivers darnell mooney shows very few signs of being a guy that hasn't played since last november chase claypool from a lot of uh, people's reports the eye is passing the eye test early on but i think tyler scott is capturing a lot of people's imagination dan in order those three guys they give the bears along with dj moore you know, four receivers that, that look pretty good early on and creating a little bit of a buzz.
0: So with Mooney, I, I told you for months that I wanted to, to see it with my own eyes. Well, I've seen it with my own eyes now. We're, we're six practices in. Darnell hasn't doing everything yet that the Bears want him to do. He's not doing a, a ton of 11-on-11 11 11 full speed work. But when he's in his one-on-one drills, when he's in seven-on-seven, when he's making his breaks, you see no hesitation. You see no lack of quickness. You see no lack of burst. And so it, it's there darnell mooney in my mind is back and the individualized plan they have to bring him back uh physically on their schedule is fine with me like because it looks it looks the way it's supposed to look right now and this isn't you know like tariq cohen hobbling out to practice and you go oh god there's there's something there's something bad here there's a you know there's a lot of things you can pick up on in these settings and right now there's nothing with darnell mooney that says "Uh uh-oh uh scratch your head and worry a little bit claypool physically you know you see you see the connection coming together a little bit with Justin physically we know what he is as a big strong fast athletic guy who can do a lot of things that the questions with Chase Claypool are how he rides the roller coaster you know and so the biggest questions that will Need to answer on Chase Claypool won't come until the regular season starts. And there's some ups, some downs, some games where he has, you know, 90 plus yards, some games where he has 20, you know, 20 yards or below. And how he handles the losing and the the failure and the success and the the bumps and all those things. We'll see there. And then Tyler Scott, you talk about a guy that's been a lot of fun to talk to because there's a maturity within him as a rookie in which his willingness to acknowledge all the things that he needs to refine and get better on are it's really refreshing. And it's, it's really sophisticated. Like he can have some very detailed conversations about, I know what I need to know. I just need to apply it now. You like, you know, I come out of an offense at Cincinnati where it was pretty basic. We lined up, we ran our routes, got the signals from the sideline and and did it. Well, now I'm in a, in a, a more complex system that has motions and shifts and alignment responsibilities that I've got to get up to speed with. And Oh, by the way, I, I'm very aware that my elite trade is my speed, but now it's a different ball game using my speed against NFL defensive backs who understand that my number one weapon is my speed. And so um, there was uh, an exchange on on Monday after practice where where Tyler Scott talked about the sophistication of route running at the NFL level and how he's working to get up to speed with that, in particular against Jalen Johnson. Here's what uh, some of what Tyler had to say on Monday.
2: I think I've noticed coming from college to the NFL uh, is the biggest difference is not necessarily. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily the speed of the game, not as much as I thought it would be um, so far at least. But I would say the knowledge of the players that you're going against for sure. Um, I remember my first rep against uh, Jalen Johnson when he came back in um, OTAs, and uh, my very first rep, he was on top of it like he ran it for me, and at that point I was like, man, this. <laughs> And I mean, this guy's been here for you know three, four years, and so I'm like, man, this dude, you know, he just kind of gave me a taste of what you know, really a high-level caliber cornerback, um, you know, kind of how they, you know, dissect the game and how they're just one step ahead, and so um, that's pretty much the biggest difference, you know. So I'm just trying to figure out now, how do I use my speed? Or how do I threaten guys with that? And so um, just using like run plays or you know things of that nature, just to kind of threaten guys and make them feel, you know, what I'm about, you know. So that then gets guys off of me, so then I can kind of play around with them, you know, because at the end of the day, it's a physical game, you know. Also you know, being fast and things of that nature, but it's also a mind game as well. You know, that was something
1: I heard on football night in Chicago on Monday night, Dan, and, and it came to mind real quickly, like, this is a guy who not only runs fast, he thinks fast. Yeah. And his brain keeps up with his feet. And you can almost envision him being a pretty good route runner. You know that he's got speed to kill. And and the more that he spoke and you're on there more often, but the more that he spoke, I, I wondered if the comparison fourth round draft pick. So Mooney was a fifth round draft pick. When Darnell Mooney came into the league, he sounded like he was a consummate professional already. He was there from the shoulders up and then the rest came into place. He reminds me of hearing him, how Darnell Mooney sounded as a rookie and, and helped him assimilate very quickly. Not saying that, you know, t- uh, Tyler Scott's gonna be a thousand yard receiver, I just mean that he may make a quicker adjustment because he seems to have a good grasp of what it takes mentally to make the transition.
0: Yeah. And th- that allows you to be coachable. And it's that combination. The comparison is apt to me because you, you have that combination of, of not only hunger, but the willingness to understand what the approach is to channel that hunger into getting better. And right. so th- those two things with, with Mooney and Scott are very similar and, and, and you hear the people around them, Speaking about them in similar terms, I was kind of in the wait and see approach with with Mooney as a rookie because. Newsflash! I got burned with Anthony Miller, right? Like I thought, Anthony, <laughs> I thought Anthony Miller yeah. was going to be something he wasn't, and so right. then when people start praising Darnell Mooney, you're like, okay, well, I, like I need to see production, and then he produced, you know, and then he had a thousand yard season his second year, and and all of a sudden became a big part of the Bears' offense. I think Tyler Scott's got a chance here, and I think that the, the Bears' coaches realize that he's got a chance here, and because he is so receptive and so engaged and has so many natural traits from the speed to the toughness to the the, the cerebral. Uh, ability to approach the game it, it gives them the excitement on a daily basis to come in and work with them and then it just becomes that snowball you know and so we'll see where it goes so today david on tuesday um one of the the reps that you'll be able to find easily on social media is a 48 yard completion from justin field to tyler scott and if you get the right angle on it tyler scott's lined up against greg Strowman, and just the inside leverage release he uses and then to turn on the speed as soon as he gets an inch of separation and then turns it into four yards. It's truly impressive to watch. Now, Justin's throwing from a bit of a noisy pocket, kind of leaning back and underthrows it a little bit. But it's a big connection made in big part because the margin of error was big because of what Tyler Scott was able to do with that top end speed and, and really flustering a defensive back that couldn't recover in time.
1: And there again, you don't have to be perfect when you have receivers who help you make plays and and maybe catch things that are just in the vicinity just because of their ability to separate and get open. That's a, that's a great example. So moving from wide receivers to the offensive line, I think this is what a lot of people were waiting for when you say they're putting on the pads, the first <laughs> practice with pads. Darnell Wright, Darnell Wright is the guy I think a lot of people were curious the first round draft pick the day one starter he the Bears have not messed around and I give them credit for that we take that for granted but they could have made him earn the job or do this or that he reported in shape he now is going to be. You know, ideally the guy at right tackle, what did he look like from day one? What have been your early impressions of Darnell Wright? I I mean,
0: look, like uh, this guy is not just big. He's huge. You know, he's not just strong. He's powerful. He's not just athletic. He's really nimble. And when you have those combination of traits as an offensive lineman playing right tackle, it gives you a chance to do some special things. Every single day out here, David, someone from the coaching staff or from the offensive huddle, um drops a, a another sort of waterfall of praise on who Darnell Wright is as a player and what it means. I had a one-on-one discussion with, with Cole Komet earlier this afternoon, and he was just generally talking about the belief of the offense and where it is in comparison to last year and, and unsolicited brought up Darnell Wright's name as, as somebody who just every single day brings, Confidence to that unit because of how steady and sturdy he is over there at the tackle position and, and, and the way he does things. And then you hear from Braxton Jones and Tevin Jenkins today, two of his mates on the offensive line, talking about j- just the, the elite athleticism. And, and Tevin Jenkins said that this is echoing some of the sentiments that Ryan Poles had during the spring. Darnell Wright's ability to win when he's wrong is truly impressive, right? Like yeah. out, of, out of position, makes a mistake, and then is so physically gifted that he can still win that rep. And Tevin Jenkins called it today mind-blowing. Those were his words, that it was mind-blowing. He's never seen anything like it in his career where a guy can be a little bit out of sorts and then the guy's coming at him at a bull bull rush and he can just steady himself, anchor, and stone stonewall the bull rush. And so you hear these things and then you watch it with your own eyes and you go, man, yeah, this is, this is a gifted young man With a ton of potential playing a very important position here that that gives the bears offense a chance to go to a new level we've spent months talking about what dj Moore will mean for justin fields well what happens when darnell wright gives your starting quarterback that level of comfort and security back there
1: a year ago we were marveling at the progress and the surprise that braxton jones provided and and showed in early camp and i think that a year later how would you compare and contrast number one the imp- impact and impressions those two tackles made early on, relative to you know their first training camp. And then, secondly, how does Braxton Jones look this year?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, like, like I mean, Braxton Jones will even say this about Darnell Wright. Like, I was a day three, you know, late day three pick, and this guy was picked in the top ten. And there's a reason for that because he has physical gifts that are are rare. You know, and so then you combine that with the ability to kind of get better and and take coaching and and be, uh, you know, grinded to to a way where you can be an elite contributor. It's impressive. Braxton Jones again, we heard from him on Tuesday. David and was was um, candid with his self assessments of himself. He feels like he's getting better against the bull rush, but still is is very uh i don't know what the word is but self-critical i guess is the best word for it of 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 how he's using his hands right now and seems to be very flustered that he's not getting everything out of himself that he knows he should be getting at the same time you think you see the improvement and i think you understand the maturity of a guy who understands that it's not enough to be a day three pick winning a starting job now now it's about being a standout left tackle for a football team that's trying to go from 30 second in the NFL to hopefully being one of the 14 that play in the playoffs, you know, and so there are responsibilities with that and there are things that come with that and challenges that have to be met. Uh, he's ready to meet them. Now it's all about let, let's, let's see, you know, look like these guys right now, David are going up against the pass rush that doesn't have a lot of teeth to begin with. And so when they win on reps, you go, okay, well, what's that going to look like against some of the elite guys in the league? Right, That remains to be seen.
1: Darnell Wright trained uh, as he pointed out himself, for the wide receiver conditioning (laughs) test which was a funny little anecdote heading into camp and and certainly you see you hear the raves about the condition he's in have the Bears taken advantage of that? Will they install a tackle eligible play to see if if Darnell Wright can provide some separation in the red zone?
0: Only if Ryan Poles decides to get back on the phone with uh, yeah. Matt Nagy from their Chiefs days and borrow, yeah. borrow, borrow, borrow some of the trickery out of there, and and we'll have a, a funnily named play, Oompa Loompa the Three or whatever, yeah. you know, the sequel, whatever we want to call it. Those are the days. Um, but look, like who knows? You know he is athletic enough, and and if you're going to train for the receiver conditioning test, you may as well try. to run a route at some point in your rookie season uh the bears have to figure out how to score touchdowns the conventional way first but then hopefully that unlocks the ability to get creative